This is Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Maddie Welsh, and with me today is Rebecca Koffler, who wrote the foreword to a new biography called Zelensky, the unlikely Ukrainian hero who defied Putin and united the world, which is co-written by Andrew L. Urban and Chris McLeod. To start out, just tell me a little bit about how you got involved with this project to begin with. So uh, I'm a former DIA intelligence officer specializing in uh, Russia, Ukraine, and Eurasia, uh, Russian military doctrine and strategy, Putin's plans and intentions, and this sort of thing. I also um, wrote a book, Putin's Playbook, Russia's Secret Plan to Defeat America, and my publisher, Regnery, asked me to write a foreword to this book on uh, Zelensky, the unlikely Ukrainian hero who defied Putin and united the world. And that is how I'm involved. I'm following Zelensky very closely, just like I am following uh, Vladimir Putin. They've been my intelligence target for um, U.S. intelligence community for a few years. Wonderful. So tell me um, about what you talk about and what you cover in the foreword to this book. So in the foreword to the book, um, I wanted to uh, convey to the reader that Zelensky um, is an extraordinary personality whom we must understand. The reason we must understand uh, this person is because uh, he was able to galvanize the entire Western world um, to help support Ukraine. And uh, it's wonderful. Ukraine is uh, fighting for its existence, if you will, in a very unfair fight against Russia whose military trumps Ukrainian military manifold, but there's a potential of um, United States being dragged into a uh, shooting war with Russia. And that is because Zelensky is a highly trained actor and a performer, and he's been able to hypnotize both the Biden administration and NATO leaders and uh, to the point where we are now prioritizing Ukraine's national interests over our own um, and U.S. national interests do not equal Ukraine. So I think this book provides an important contribution to um, the Americans' understanding of this highly consequential personality of Volodymyr Zelensky, the Ukrainian president. What are some of the most interesting things that are in it? Again, I want to emphasize how uh, Zelensky's personality and his uh, background is shaping this war. He's a highly trained actor. He originally wanted to be a diplomat. He grew up in the Soviet uh, Ukraine before the collapse of the Soviet Union. Um, When he was born, he was born speaking Russian. He then um, learned Ukrainian and now primarily speaks Ukrainian. He's also 
very, very proficient in English. He, his uh, background is, um, uh, let's say, uh, complex, right? He, like, like I said, uh, at one point he was a comic um, and he had some risque, you know, performances where he was playing the uh, piano with his genitals, believe it or not. And um, now he is Ukraine's president. He's able to manipulate, if you will, um, the Western audiences because he has a very, very good sense of, uh, of the audience. He's also extremely good at using modern technologies, specifically uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, um, etc., in shaping the narrative and pushing the buttons um, that he knows are going to resonate with Western audiences, such as, you know, democracy, that Ukraine is fighting for freedom and democracy, you know, even though the truth is uh, Ukraine is a highly corrupt country, just as corrupt as Russia, uh, neither country are in danger of becoming democracies anytime soon, but um, he is very, very adept at, at that, and that is the main point that I want to convey um, in, in in this book, is that we need to pay attention uh, to this person. Yes, he has, you know, he's fighting for his country, but unfortunately, because of the weakness of our own administration and um, the uh, sort of the lack of true heroism, if you will, in the Western world, he's able to dominate to the point where he's now overplaying his hand, uh, potentially having the Biden administration sleepwalk the United States into a conflict with nuclear Russia. This is Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Maddie Welsh, and I'm talking with Rebecca Koffler. Tell me a little bit about what you know about um, what Zelensky's path was from being a comic and an actor to becoming the president. How did he get involved in politics and statesmanship? So, um, like I said, uh, when he was um, um, young, he wanted to be a diplomat. And um, uh, he lived with his parents in Mongolia for, uh, for about four years, right? And his passion was international relations, uh, diplomacy, but uh, his family, his father specifically, wanted him to go study law because it was a much sort of uh, better position, more stable uh, potential uh, job opportunities and this sort of thing. And most importantly, it didn't require him to move to Moscow because the preeminent school in Russia to study diplomacy is um, Gimur, which is uh, Moscow State International um, University for International Relations, which is also the feeder um, entity for Russian intelligence services. So he went on to uh, study law, um, got a law degree, but his passion was also acting. He started a um, uh, a performing group called 
Quartal uh, 95, which means kind of r- the rough translation is uh, Neighborhood 95. It was named after the neighborhood where he grew up, and it was a group um, that is kind of like did like a game show uh, called Cabrian, the Club of Funny and uh, Inventive People. It's a, it's a thing in Russian former Soviet space. And he had uh, subsequently a major show called The Servant of the People, where he played a, uh, a teacher who ultimately became uh, president. And that is what eventually um, got unfolded in, in, in real life. The Ukrainian people were so tired of all of the corruption, so they voted for... Uh, Zelensky, um, rather than Poroshenko, who's the previous president, uh, next Ukraine's, uh, president, uh, uh, corrupt, Yulia Timoshenko, just like the Russian president. Again, remember, these people come from the same stock. And so, uh, Zelensky's presidential campaign was bankrolled by one of the major Ukrainian oligarchs, um, Igor Kolomoisky. Kolomoisky and his entire family are banned from entry into the United States by our own government, right? The State Department, uh, our entire U.S. government uh, has designated them as not eligible for entry because he's under multiple, multiple investigations for corruption. And this is the person who backed uh, Zelensky up. No, we have no evidence of any specific favors right now that Zelensky gave to Kolomoisky, but uh, these are the associates of, uh, of this president. And so Zelensky um, came to power because the Ukrainian people were um, completely fed up with corruption and also as a result of, again, Zelensky's um, extraordinary skillful use of social media he didn't do any debates he didn't do any rallies um, but he would uh, send out these tweets and the videos the same videos that and speeches that he's doing right now putting translators into tears you know when he speaks with um, you know with the US Congress or with the British Parliament or the United Nations uh, he's a very very talented uh, performer in fact he has upstage uh, the KGB operative Putin uh, in the information warfare department and that is how he became president in real life and now you know we are he's acting on world stage and uh, effectively uh, deeming himself as the world's uh, freedom fighter. And um, these are the consequences that we have to really, really understand uh, now. So Zelensky is also the first Jewish president of Ukraine. Do you think that that has had any sort of impact on um, the way that he came to power and the way that he is leading the country now? Um, I don't think it has any specific um, impact um, other than to say that um, Putin 
Putin's characterization of of the war on Ukraine, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a very unjust and un, 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 unfair war from the Ukrainian uh, state point. Um, Putin's characterization is a lie, right? Uh, remember how Putin um, justified the invasion by saying the quote-unquote special operation by Russian forces on Ukraine uh, is aimed at denazification and demilitarization of Ukraine. Well, this is an obvious lie, and um, uh, part of Russia's disinformation strategy, right? Ukraine, um, Ukraine is not a Nazi uh, country. Only 2% of Ukrainian electorate um, who supported Zelensky came from uh, the Nazi ultra-nationalist um, segment of the population, right? So because he's Jewish, you know, that just completely defeats uh, Putin's argument. But, um, uh, yes, this, this is both countries really right now are weaponizing all of their information warfare capabilities, and it has become the battle of the wheel, wills between uh, Vladimir Putin or Vladimir Putin and Volodymyr uh, Zelensky. They are very stubborn, bold, highly intelligent, and with an element of narcissism. And so what's happening right now, the positions are irreconcilable. Neither one of them wants to settle this conflict. Zelensky has multiple times stated that he doesn't trade his people, he uh, doesn't trade territory, and in fact, he wouldn't even yield um, and give away Crimea, which Russia annexed back in 2014 and is effectively uh, now part of Russia, even though most of the world does not recognize it. And so, um, and Putin can't yield either because, uh, you know, he deems himself as uh, the modern czar Vladimir of Russia. He wants to be Catherine the Great, who has... Uh, resubjugated uh, Ukraine back under Moscow's control and the casualty are the Ukrainian people who have been annihilated by the thousands, displaced by the millions. And the next casualty that I hope is not going to happen is um, our own armed forces who are on the verge of being deployed to Ukraine. Our own senator... Uh, from Delaware, Democratic Senator Chris Coons recently called for um, U.S. and NATO to intervene. And, um, you know, Joe Biden himself stated that this man, meaning uh, Putin, cannot remain in power. He's a war criminal. So the narrative about U.S. and NATO getting intervened, getting um, into this conflict as active combatants is getting more and more normalized and uh, frightens Putin, and this is why Putin is primed to escalate this conflict uh, all the way into the uh, nuclear warfare realm. This is Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Maddie Welsh, and I'm talking with Rebecca Koffler. So the Russia-Ukraine conflict has only really been on 
uh, the world stage for most people in the past few months. So with that, how um, sort of was the research and writing process for this biography, since it's a pretty short-term project, it looks like? The Zelensky biography project was pretty, um, yes, pretty short, right? Um, The, let's see, yes, nobody knew actually uh, Zelensky until he became president, at least in the Western world. Uh, There were really no experts in the West on on Ukraine and Zelensky. All the experts uh, came from the uh, Russia analytic community so everyone had to get up to speed pretty uh quickly and um so yes this this is the conundrum maddie is that we are now dealing with a person who has been getting ready for this stage of his life in fact this is his dream job if you will Right, and he's having major, major uh, impact on the entire Western um, policy in Eurasia. There's a policy that is long-term bipartisan that the United States has been pursuing. It used to be highly classified, but now it is in the open. The policy is to prevent Russia from emerging as a dominant power in Eurasia. That's a leftover from uh, the Cold War. And so Zelensky understands it, and Putin understands it. And so Zelensky is right now uh, basically playing off of that policy, galvanizing the entire Washington and Brussels national security apparatus to help him win this war and uh, keep Ukraine in the Western camp, because he wants Ukraine to be part of NATO. Well, it's a threat to Russia and a threat to Putin. The, uh, despite the narrative that's uh, dominating Western media, that Putin fears democracy, and this is why he's waging this war in Ukraine, the real driver for Putin's invasion of Ukraine is purely military calculation. And that is uh, that the distance between St. Petersburg, the second largest city in Russia and NATO forces, has reduced from the time of the Cold War to today from 1,000 miles to 100 miles. And uh, that, given NATO being a military alliance, that is a security threat to Russia. No sane military commander would allow this type of uh, uh, risk, right? Uh, Putin is trying to invoke his own version of the Monroe Doctrine. And so Zelensky is now using this opportunity to basically uh, drum up support because he knows how viciously Putin is hated. And yes, Putin is a despicable character, right? He is the war criminal who committed genocide. All of these things are, are true, but he's driven by real politics. All major world leaders, perhaps with the exception of Joe Biden, are acting in their country's self-interest. 
their security interests, not someone else's, right? And so the entire Western world is now um, behind Zelensky thinking that we are promoting democracy and uh, ensuring that Ukraine is part of um, our camp, right, the Western camp, the democratic camp, and not part of uh, uh, Moscow's orbit, if you will. But in reality, at what cost is this being done? In fact, Zelensky today made a very reckless, in my assessment, move when he called for, and I quote, global control of Russia's nuclear weapons. That is extremely provocative, and uh, he basically put Ukraine in uh, Putin's nuclear missile uh, strikes crosshairs, and potentially our own country in the cyber Armageddon crosshairs, and we've been getting uh, warnings from our own Department of Homeland Security and FBI uh, for Russia's cyber attacks. So this is the complexity of uh, of the situation that right now that we're living in. Very, very dangerous. Thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. It's my pleasure, Maddie. It's Rebecca Koffler, who wrote the foreword to a new biography called Zelensky, the unlikely Ukrainian hero who defied Putin and united the world. And I'm Maddie Welsh on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. <laughs>